Good morning. You guys hear me okay? You're okay? Okay. Great. Uh, let me just put my mask away here. Uh, welcome, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome. I know that uh, um, uh, some of us were at church in the park last week to sort of uh, kick off the New Year with an with a in-person outdoor gathering. This is the second Sunday of the year, but our first hybrid service of the year here in the sanctuary for 2022. And so we decided, since it was the first kind of official service, that we did want to start with communion. It would be, I think, a great way to kick off uh, the new year, and a good way to, as we begin, to gather around the body of Christ. So again, as Pastor Ryan mentioned, if you have not, especially for our, um, our online uh, audience and, and guests, if uh, you want to go and grab a piece of bread and, and a cup uh, full of your favorite beverage uh, for the communion time later in the service, please do so. Uh, you could utilize that um, uh, for that portion of the service. Uh, at this point, our, I just want to say our staff is regularly evaluating our programming to decide the safest way to gather. So um, we are super fortunate, I think, to have such a great online experience, and that's thanks to our worship arts and tech team uh, for translating our services in person uh, onto the internet. And so. Uh, but, but we do recognize that we are in the midst of the Omicron surge, and we want to encourage those who are immunocompromised or those who are understandably feeling a little bit more cautious right now, please consider joining online for this month. We know that there's, we're, we're hoping that as we've been hearing that the Omicron surge will sort of die down in a few weeks, and so we want to make sure that, that the sanctuary is safe, and we want to just encourage you to take advantage, full advantage of our programming online. We, we try to make it, as Pastor Ryan again said, we, we want to make this a great experience for our online congregation, for Evergreen Online, and so if you're online, we hope that, that the the uh, what we're doing here really kind of translates uh, to what you're experiencing at home. We've been adjusting our protocol here, so if you do come for in-person worship, there's a few additional things we're asking of you, including if you are eligible, please get a COVID booster. I think that has really been helping our congregation to be safe, and we're encouraging some social distancing here as, as we gather, so uh, we, we have a little bit of extra space in our overflow uh, areas as well. Now, when the surge dies down, we expect things to kind of cool down a little bit, and, but for now, we want to do everything that we can to just keep our congregation and our church family as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible. Now, if you received my weekly email this week, you read the hard news that one of our high school students, Jaden Chan, uh, was diagnosed with leukemia over the holidays. Now, this is, of course, uh, a very difficult time for Jaden, who has already started his chemo treatments, and it's also been challenging for his family, for David and Cynthia, and for his brother, Hunter. Uh, they are so appreciative of all the love and support that they've already received from this congregation, but they are asking us to pray, number one, for strength, number two, for hope, and number three, for courage during this season. And Jaden asked uh, specifically if we could pray that the treatments would go fast. And there's a long stretch ahead of him, and so we want to just be praying on um, David and Cynthia and Hunter's behalf, and definitely on Jaden's behalf, that, that these things would, would come to be. And so this morning, I just want to begin with a time uh, to pray for Jaden and for the Chan family. So would you join me as we quiet our hearts and think of the Chans, whether you um, know who they are or not, 
we just invite you into this space where we pray for this family and uh, this young man that we really love and care about. God, as we, as we gather on this second Sunday of the month and second Sunday of the year, we recognize that the holiday season was not as easy as maybe we thought it would be. And right now, we, our hearts and our prayers go out to Jaden and to the Chan family as they adjust their life to this new reality. And we just want to declare first that we love and care for Jaden and for his family, and our hearts ache at this difficult diagnosis. Especially for someone so young, uh, we, we can't imagine the strength that it's already taken for him to face this diagnosis and to face this condition, that, this cancer that, that he's dealing with. And so we pray along with Jaden and the family, first of all, for strength. We pray, Lord, that you would pour out your divine and heavenly strength into his body. And that strength would give him the endurance and the power and the might to really respond well to all of this treatment that he's going through. The discomfort and the pain and the, the length of this we pray that the strength would empower him as, he, as he, his body, not only his body, but his mind faces this cancer and his spirit. We know that that's the strength that he needs right now. We pray for hope. As we talked about all Advent, we know that you birth hope, and sometimes hope comes in the midst of pain and struggle and grieving. And we can only imagine, Lord, how discouraging it may have been to receive this news, but we pray, Lord, that you would pour out your hope into Jaden, that you would pour out your hope into Cynthia and David who care for him, for his brother Hunter who's supporting him and walking with him in this time. We pray that in the midst of the darkness, your light would pierce through all of those things that are discouraging, that the hope would, would be what carries Jaden and his family through. And we pray, Lord, for courage. We pray, Lord, for your courage to be able to deal with the fear, the questions, the doubts that come, to be able to push forward and to know that that even what's happening right now, even the tough things that are happening right now, Lord, are steps toward healing and recovery. And we pray fervently for that healing and recovery. Would your powerful hand be upon Jaden and his body, his soul, his spirit, his mind? Would your hand be around, your arms be around the Chan family, David and Cynthia and Hunter, and their extended family and friends at this time? And we pray, Lord, on Jaden's behalf that these treatments, even if they have to be long, would seem shorter. That the experience that he has, 
Lord, would, would be shorter. We do pray, Lord, that these treatments would, would, would really help to fight off this leukemia. And really, we, we pray for his recovery, for his healing, and for his future. Along with the chance, we, we offer up Jaden to you in faith and in belief, Lord, that you care for him so much and that you feel what we feel, even more so. We offer him into your arms. And Lord, as we remember Jaden this morning, I just want to take a moment to remember all of our evergreeners, all of our all of our guests to Evergreen even who have joined us today that are battling cancer of their own. And we pray, Lord, for their bodies. We pray for their treatments. And I pray, Lord, that 2022, in the midst of their battle for cancer, Lord, that you would, you would unveil some, some really good things in the course of their treatment this year, in the course of their journey we have faith that every good and perfect gift comes from you. And so we pray, Lord, for all of those who are battling cancer this year for a good and perfect gift from you. And we pray, along with uh, the Chan family's request, we pray that same strength, hope, and courage upon all of our evergreeners who are fighting cancer. We bless them in Jesus' name. And God, as we begin this year and begin this, um, this journey of 2022, we ask, Lord, that you would be with us and we eagerly anticipate the work that you're going to be doing in this congregation, in our lives, and in the world that we interact with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. I know that, uh, uh, Jaden, if you're watching, uh, we love you and we, we support you and we're behind you. And um, for all of our evergreeners who are battling cancer right now, we, we just uh, send that blessing out to you. Well, we are a week in, and I think the consensus is that we're not off to the best start of 2022. <laughs> From what I hear, Omicron seems to have been the invisible house guest in a lot of holiday gatherings this year and is making its way into our classrooms and workplaces. And so, uh, you know, if you read my weekly email, our family even had our own COVID scare. One of my daughters had a positive test, which you know, subsequently we think turned out to be a false positive just because of, we, we had a lot of tests that week. Um, but regardless, the results of the test came in uh, Christmas morning. And so you can imagine how that sort of changed everything for us. Um, we had been planning a vacation. It was just sort of, it was chaos that morning. All of our Christmas plans, we sort of had to cancel and change. So we ended up spending Christmas uh, in our homes, uh, just, just our family, um, which was a lot like last year. But I think it was different because we sort of had been expecting things to be different because we're all vaccinated. We thought, okay, we could actually gather this year. And so when things took that turn, it was just this huge letdown of like, oh man, like this feels actually a little bit worse because we weren't prepared for it. And it crushed whatever hopes we had for Christmas and the holidays to be a little different. I was feeling so discouraged even though we had just finished talking about God birthing hope in us through our Advent series, right? And um, I don't know, that just sort of started off 2022 on kind of the wrong foot. 
Uh, also, at the beginning of the year, Farah and I have our wedding anniversary, and so uh, just this past week, we, we celebrated nine years, and uh, we're, we're happy that we've we made it thus far. Um, and while I'm really glad, our, our, we got married on January 5th, one day before January 6th, the insurrection anniversary now. And while I'm really glad that no one tried to overthrow our government this year, I realized really how traumatic all of that was last year. Because as we were thinking, hey, what did we do last year on anniversary? And we can't remember. Because all we could think about was the tension and the anxiety that was sort of building up toward the inauguration. And then obviously when January 6th happened, sort of, you know, the war on the, what seemed like the world kind of fell apart. You know, um, that, that was all we could think about. That was the only emotion that we could remember at this time last year. I think as we think about even the state of our nation as we head into 2022, and we consider the fact that the nation actually did crumble a little bit last year, and how divided we become. Stepping into this year, it feels a little like all of that tension and that, that division that we experienced and that we went through, it's, it's still sort of here. Like, there wasn't anything that, that, I don't know, there's no magic spell that sort of made all of that tension and pressure disappear, right? It's, it's still sort of here. And in fact, I think it revealed how much of a toll the last few years have been on us. I've seen it at weddings and funeral services this year and family gatherings when I interact with other people and even in my own family that there's just all of that tension and division, it's still there. People want to come together, but COVID all of a sudden turns what used to be our fun social gatherings or even just our meaningful social gatherings into risky behavior for us, even gatherings this morning, right? And so everyone's tense, and you've got all this tension uh, from these questions of like, okay, well, we're going to be gathering with this person, but uh, are they, is that girl vaccinated? You know, because I don't know if I want to be around or uh, maybe I, I want to disinvite this person because I don't know if they've gotten the shot um, or feeling like if you're not vaccinated, well, I'm not going to go to your event if you're requiring vaccination because that makes me feel like left out or, or horrible, right? So there's all this tension just for people to gather these days. And then we start judging people, you know, thinking like, oh, well, they're, they're you know, one of those anti-vaxxers or they're one of those, you know, people who are crazy about vaccination, so they're Democrats, or they're Republicans, or this is why they feel that way, or this must be why they're doing this. And we sort of start to build these stories and narratives around people that we really just don't know why they're choosing uh, what they choose. And I feel it within my own family, even as we were thinking about different gatherings, funeral services, different things where, where we, would, we would get together and thinking like, oh, I don't know if I want that person at the gathering this year, right? And thinking like, oh, I, I don't know if... I want to go to this, this, this family function or different things. And, and as I took a step back and sort of thought about that, thought about like what I was feeling about family gatherings, even how I was feeling toward people in the family, I found myself just thinking like, whoa, what's going on here? Like I'm feeling this and I understand it, but I've, 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 all of a sudden you're like, the pandemic has made me feel uncomfortable around my own family, around some of my close friends. 
What's this all doing to us? And these are some of the things I think that we're carrying into the year. And it makes the start of 2022 feel a little discouraging. Now, I do believe in the hope that we talked about for Christmas. I do believe in that hope. And I do believe, I do feel like God has something worthwhile in store for us for this year. And so the question is, what is God calling us to in the new year? What is God calling us to in the new year? And how do we navigate this pandemic, this continuing and unfolding pandemic world that we live in? That's full of division, full of fear, full of stress and anger still. And as we emerge from this surge and hopefully begin to gather again in a few weeks, although I don't want to say anything because <laughs> you know how planning goes in the pandemic, really bad. Um, but how do we heal if, as we emerge from the pandemic, as we move forward through it? How do we heal and rebuild all the divided relationships in our lives? How do we address a sick and grieving world with our faith. Because the world out there is sick and grieving. And I think, I think as I've been thinking about this and praying over what God would have for us this year, I think God's answer to that is love. Now that's not meant to be a simple answer. I, th I think if we dig into that, that God's answer to all of that is love. If we dig into that, I think it's actually a deep end rich response for us. Now, the Apostle Paul, in his first letter to the Corinthians, talks about love in a deep and robust way. And if you remember when we explored the Corinthian community in our Family Ties series in 2020, we talked about and we learned that the Corinthians were dealing with a lot of division within their culture and within the church. There were partisan divisions, party divisions, economic divisions, status divisions, theological divisions. Unfortunately, not a lot has changed in 2,000 years. And so, as we think about this Corinthian community and what Paul was doing, I think Paul was trying to get these Christians, this, this early church, amidst all of this division, to be unified to agree with each other on the essentials of their faith, on that which unified them in the blood of Christ. And then to still be, though, respectful of the differences in thought, in the non-essential and non-critical matters, and to love each other amidst all of that tension. The problem is that the church was so influenced by the culture that it lived in, in the Corinthian culture, the Corinthian culture was their way of life. The Corinthian culture was their way of life. And Paul is trying to get them to follow a different way. Because I think as Paul looked at this church, he said, right now, you're following the wrong way. And it's like you guys are lost. They're not going anywhere good, and they're certainly not going where God wants them. And so Paul goes into this really beautiful section of almost poetry in the book of 1 Corinthians. And um, I won't read all of the verses, but you, you recall, because it's a really famous passage, if I speak in the tongues of angels 
but I have not love. I'm only a resounding gong. Or in the next section, love is patient, love is kind. It's not easily angered. It, it keeps no record of wrongs. People use this at weddings. I use this at weddings a, a lot of times because it's just so beautifully written. And Paul's describing just how magnificent and deep love is when it's lived out in the context of your relationships. And at the end of that section, in the first chapter, in the first verse of chapter 14, Paul has this, this verse that just kind of captivated me as I was praying over this year. And Paul says this, he says, follow the way of love. Follow the way of love. Because what Paul is describing is not a concept. He's not, he's not teaching head knowledge. He's not teaching a definition to the Corinthians. He's, he's teaching them a way of life. And he's saying that this is what your life should look like when it's lived out. All of your interactions, all of your motivations, all of your relationships flow from love. We sang about this this morning, specifically the love of Christ. To borrow from the Mandalorian, I'm sorry, this is my one Star Wars reference for the year. This is the way. If you're a Christ follower, it's the code that you live by. And if you follow this path, it's how you go from being lost to being found. Now, when I think about the state of the world right now at the start of 2022 and all the baggage that we bring in from 2020 and 2021, um, the anxiety and the fear, the division and the broken relationships, the racism and injustice, all that anger and grief, the sickness and death, I really feel like this is God's path for us to follow this way of love. Like he's saying, I'm gonna show you that love is the response to all of the junk that you're seeing right now. And I can think of no better way to face what's happening in this world, but to be standing on and living out of the love of Christ. And so this year, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to have a theme for the year where all of our 2022, um, for all of 2022, this theme will connect all of our worship services under a larger umbrella goal. And we're gonna try and root all of our sermon series and gatherings and programming this year so it all sprouts from this annual theme. And we're calling this theme Seasons of Love off of Jonathan Larson's song from the musical Rent. I don't know if you guys are musical fans or Rent fans. If you know the song, there's this great line in the song that asks, how do you measure a year? And the response is, how about love? Measure it in love, in seasons of love. This is how we're gonna measure this year as a congregation. We'll be devoting the whole year to the depth and the breadth of love and how to live it out today. In our friendships, in our broken relationships, in our environmentalism, in our value for justice, in our finances, in our self-care, and ultimately in our worship of God. As Paul says, we're gonna follow the way of love and watch how it speaks to our lives in all of these different ways. 
And just as we're using the song Seasons of Love to capture our annual theme this year, we've also arranged each sermon series for the year to utilize other love songs to better engage with the teaching. So these songs, I think, will really help us. Some of the songs are more serious. Some of them, forgive us, are a little cheesy. Some of them are nostalgic. I think, though, that you'll love it. And I have a sense that these songs will unlock some of the emotional uh, content around the sermon material. At the very least, I think this is going to be a fun way to talk about some deep things. And I think it will be a really rich year for all of us. Now, as the pandemic scattered us, even this morning in the Omicron surge, it's my hope that this will help us to find focus this year, to find direction, to find ourselves and each other as God's family and as we've talked about the home being the home of, for the new humanity and for us to build a strong foundation for the years of ministry that we have ahead. I think this is what God is, is doing in us so that we can see ourselves become who he wants us to be. Now, a couple of nights ago, I was putting our girls to bed and the lights were off, and I was tucking our daughters in. Um, I was tucking one, one of our daughters, Penelope, in specifically, and as I was kissing her goodnight, she looks at me, and she says out of nowhere, Daddy, if you stop loving us, will we be lost? And I was like, What? She says, if you stop loving us, will we be lost? And I don't know what she really meant by that, but it was the most profound and deep question I've heard in a very long time. (laughs) There is so much truth in that question, and it was just blowing my mind. I kind of had to step back and be like, wait wait, wait a second, what did you just ask? And I wanted to be proud of her, but I know that she didn't mean it in the way that I thought. Um, So my immediate response is just to say, Penelope, You'll never have to worry about that because daddy's always going to love you. I'll I'll never stop loving you. No matter what, no matter what you do, I'll never stop loving you. You don't have to worry about that, right? Sort of redirect her from that question. But then she says, but will we be lost? And I'm like, Penelope, that will never happen because I'm your daddy and I'll never stop loving you. And then she says, but daddy, if you stop loving me, will we be lost? And I was like, oh, it's a philosophical question. And she's totally pulling on my heartstrings at this point, you know? So I look her in the eye, and I say, if I ever stop loving you, then I'll be lost. And I guess that did it, because she was like, okay, and then she went to bed. Beloved, without the love of God, we'll be lost. And thanks be to God, he's given us a way, a way of love. Let's pray. And God, we step into 2022, perhaps a little discouraged, perhaps some of us hopeful, but understanding the reality that we still live in. That this has been a tough stretch for us, 
And it looks like there's still going to be challenges ahead of us. But as people of faith, we step out trusting you. That each step we take, Lord, is a step that you're guiding us in. And we realize as we step into this new year that we might feel a little bit lost, that we might feel a little bit discombobulated, that we might feel a little disoriented. And I think, God, our, our desire is that as we step into this year, we step into your love. That, our, that your love catches us and that it guides us and that it directs us and, and calls us and pulls us forward. And that as we as a church discover and dive into what it means to love, to love you, to love each other, to love ourselves, to love our neighbor, to love our enemies, to love the world around us, to love the earth beneath our feet. As we immerse ourselves in this, as Paul calls, the most excellent way, Lord, we would discover the treasure that you have for us in 2022. That you, we would discover the strength that you have for us. The response that you have for us to the world around us. The mission that you have for us. That we would discover who we are and who you're calling us to be. And so, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name for our church this year, for our congregation, would you help us to follow the way of love? Would you help us to follow you? And as we think about gathering together this morning around the communion table in just a few moments, we remind ourselves that, that you are the one that defines love for us. Help us, Lord, to become the family of God, the home for the new humanity as we follow this way. In Jesus' name, amen.